Hello. I can see why people hate the holidays. It's the holidays. It's the holidays. Yeah. And to celebrate, we're going to talk about some stuff. You ready? <laughs> we're going to talk We're going to talk about what we always talk about, just comics. What? For the holidays. That's what the show's about? Crap. I don't know. You were being all snarky during that Pokemon episode. Yeah, I also was on like two hours of sleep. <laughs> and then like the several days before, I was on like two hours of sleep. So it was just not a good week for me. Sorry about that. Anyway, welcome to Pencil Us In. And He's not sorry. I am sorry. <laughs> anyway, welcome to Pencil Us In. I'm Phil. Yeah, I guess I'm Sue. Uh, this time. And um, <laughs> uh, welcome to an inventory episode. Uh, we do these once a month at least, right? We're going to have two this month. Well, the next one's going to be like our a, 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 a year inventory yeah, one. Yeah, it's a year in review. Yeah, the year in review. And then like maybe something about the next year or something. I don't know. Between you and me, this year kind of sucked. But this is when we launched the podcast. We launched the podcast. We started technically recording episodes in 2020. We did. <laughs> then we waited several months. Yeah. And then we're just like, let's just put let's it Let's just put it out there. Whatever. Anyway, um, uh, we thought it would be fun to the, just read a couple comics that had Christmas themes to them. Um, I was all like, let's make this a short episode. So... I'll come up with two, and you come up with two. And then Sue's like, what if I have one really long one? I was like, okay, you can just do the one really long one then. It wasn't that long. Well, I'll start with one of mine. Yeah. Right? And mm-hmm. then we can switch to yours, the the epic, and then we'll do it like... <laughs> you make it sound like it was long. It was 17,000 pages. It was not um, 17,000 pages. How um, dare you? And then we'll finish off with, I guess, another shorty, which was mine. But, uh, you know, the first one, obviously, we had to do was from my obsession, the 70s. So, um, Oh, yeah. Yeah. What did we read, to? We read Spider-Man. Yeah, it was specifically Marvel Team-Up number one. Spider-Man. Yeah. It was a team-up. Uh, if, if you're not aware, Marvel Team-Up was a comic magazine that Marvel put out. Uh, in the 70s and 80s, but basically the point of it was to take up some character uh, with one of their big stars, it's either Spider-Man or the Human Torch, for a little while. Then it just became Spider-Man. Yeah, just only Spider-Man. They, Marvel kept on pushing the Human Torch as like a star for the teenagers, and he never worked out like Spider-Man is. It's just not. It's, it's just not a thing. They didn't. It took him a while to figure out that the thing was actually the best character in the Fantastic Four. Yeah, he is. Yeah, so it just took him a while. Okay. Anyway, you think it's just because of his, you know, attitude? Who? His uh, too hot for you attitude, Johnny Storm. There, you see what I did there? His too hot for you attitude. His hot temper. Mm-hmm. His steamy attributes. I mean, like, that's what teenagers will relate to, right? Not being able to control your emotions and just exploding. Well, that's what freaking Spider-Man did all the time. Yeah. Anyway, um, here they are teaming up in their in the debut of Marvel Team-Up. And this is a book written by Jerry Conway, uh, who would just go on and write Spider-Man itself. Amazing Spider-Man. You might have heard that in an episode we talked about. Maybe. Who was the artist? It was Ross Andrew. Oh, it was Ross Andrew? Yeah, you didn't notice that? No. Um, so it's a, it's a fun little book. Basically, this is Spider-Man and the Human Torch go on and take on the Sandman, which is actually a mutual enemy of theirs. Who has the most ridiculous outfit? when they're? Di- I was just like, who is that? Who's yeah. that over there? You and then they called him Sandman. I was just like, oh, no. Yeah. 
For a long time, he actually wore a Kirby uh, outfit from when he was with the Frightful Four. Yeah. Um, yeah, he did. You know, because he debuted with that striped green shirt that Ditko put him in. Mm-hmm. And um, you would think that's what he would be stuck in because that's what turns into sand and stuff. Well, somehow he found a costume that he could sandify as well, and that's what he was dressed in for a while. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but he was a uh, member of the Frightful Four as well. And in this issue, they go and fight the Sandman, but they find out that the Sandman's actually doing his stuff so he can actually visit a person who's special to him. Right. You want to spoil like a comic that came out in the seventies? Well, let's just say if you saw Spider Man three, the Sam Raimi one, um, you will understand where they got that story from. It was from Marvel Team Up. Number it was from one. Marvel Team Up number one, yeah. At least the story of the Sandman, you know, visiting somebody mm-hmm. and that being important to him. I just want to point out how atrocious those outfits were. Like even like the Sandman's nice suit, mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, sweet Mama Jamas, what are you wearing? It was the 70s. The Human Torch wearing those uh, two clashing colors, and I was just like, Human Torch, no. It was the 70s. I don't know if you noticed this, but the Human Torch for much of the 70s, he actually had a red costume. Did you know that? It was red. It was red. It was not blue. So everybody else in the Fantastic Four is wearing blue. He's out there with red. That's hilarious. Yeah. That's so very teenager-like, well, by the way. That's very teenager-like. Yeah, they actually, I think they were supposed to be modeled on the original Human Torch's outfit, something like that. No, you don't understand that rebellious streak? I'm not going to wear blue. I'm going to wear red. I'm just like, that's a very teenager move. I'm on fire. Because of all my emotions. Yeah. I shouldn't make fun of teenagers. You know, fun <laughs> fact about uh, Marvel Team Up number one, too? What? Re- retroactively. Uh-huh. Um, that's considered a uh, first like cameo appearance of Misty Knight. Oh, yeah. She was the one that was getting mugged, right? Yeah. They didn't name her, obviously, there. Yeah. And she didn't have a name. But and she didn't technically debut until you know like years later, mm-hmm. uh, I think like three or four years later, something like that. And then they're all like, "Oh yeah, that one lady who got mugged that was Misty." Yeah. Before the bionic arm, I think. Before the bionic arm, yes. Well, so uh, what do you think of that story? It was fun. Yeah. Definitely tell that uh, Spider-Man Three was based off of it. Yeah. I mean, to a certain extent. Yeah, until they were just like, you need to shoehorn in Venom. And I was like, that's a terrible idea. Then it it was a terrible idea. Yeah, it was not a great movie. Not because great. Too many cooks. Too many cooks. <laughs> I showed Phil that video, that super ancient meme video, and he didn't understand it. It made no damn sense. Whatever. You don't have to enjoy the things I do. There was a, there was a time where I thought Adult Swim was funny. And then, um, I don't know, uh... It stopped being funny. You don't think a lot of things I think are funny are funny anyway. It's just the nature of human uh, nature. Yeah. Okay. So, um, <laughs> moving along. Let's, okay. Let's talk about the next topic. Oh, we're going to talk about, you know, the epic ballad. Mm-hmm. The thousand page comic that you had to slave mm-hmm. over reading. It's friggin' Sailor Moon. Herman Melville read this story. And he thought to himself, man, maybe you should pair this down a Don't little bit. Don't you bring Melville into this, I swear. Don't you bring him into this. Maybe you should pair that down a little bit. <laughs> do not bring do not bring Melville into Friggin', this. Freaking James Joyce is looking at this story and he's all like, maybe an editor? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. I, I'm, I'm joking. All this stuff came after, long after those guys died. They read it as ghosts and reviewed it. That's a difference. Remember when I talked about you just giving me guff in the Pokemon episode? I'm guffing hard now. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's the season. It's the season. 
Uh, I'm I'm actually joking. Uh, when she told me it was going to be a long story, it was actually just one manga volume. And if anybody had read one of those before, you finish those in about 20 minutes. Yeah. So, it's not long. No, it really wasn't that long. It's it's Sailor Moon. It's Sailor Moon. It's really funny because when you gave me the uh, assignment, because he gives me assignments, he's like, you need to read this comic. You mm-hmm. need to find this thing. And the assignment was, find a Christmas story that's like Asian. And I was like, Asians don't celebrate Christmas. <laughs> I think the literal question was, hey, Sue, do you know any manga that... Um, do you know any manga that has Christmas stories in it? Oh, yeah, Christmas. And then she's like, yeah, I can find something. Yeah, no, there's, so here's a fun story. There are stories that are specifically based on Christmas, like the Japanese ideal of Christmas. Oh, here's a fun, I'm going to tell everybody a fun story, you know, talking about Japanese Christmas. We, as Americans, because, you know, clearly this podcast is from America, and I apologize for everybody out there, um... <laughs> We somebody in America lied to Japan when like a Japanese person asked, "Hey, what do you guys do for Christmas?" We eat Kentucky Fried Chicken. Well, maybe that's what that person actually did. We don't. We don't eat Kentucky Fried Chicken for Christmas. Well, maybe they do. Well, the Japanese do now. Yes. So it got to a point in Japan now where you have to, in order to get KFC for Christmas, you have to order in October to pick it up in December. Mm-hmm. That's madness. That's how it would be. Also, they eat cake and get drunk. Sounds like a better Christmas so it far. Sounds like a way better Christmas. Like they don't have to get together with family. No. They don't have to experience, you know, holiday parties. Oh Lord, yeah. You experience it with family that you just awkwardly know. You only meet them like twice a year. And you you sign somebody, hey, could you bring something um that's uh, you know, like a side or something like that, and then they bring you a can of like uh, beans and they're like yeah you can cook this <laughs> or like that one relative that's just like I'm like vegan and like cruelty free so you need to make sure these beans are free range and I was like oh Christ on a cracker or you know that uncle's like I brought the beer for myself for myself and it sits there with a 12 pack and just goes to town on it and you're like okay, okay. thanks we, you know we joke hard about this but that's fine. Yeah. Anyway, on mm-hmm. to the story. Um, apparently, this was actually a movie. It it was made into a movie. Yeah. Um. Was this this the original idea for this was to make a movie, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Because uh, I was reading the little blurb that mm-hmm. she had in the back, and she's like, "Oh, this is my, one of my favorite stories." Yes, it is. And then we were supposed to make a movie. Then I was all like, "No, I gotta make a comic too." Yeah, she does. <laughs> she's like, "No, man, I gotta make this into a comic too." Yeah, well, was it, this wasn't the first movie for Sailor Moon, was it? No, it wasn't. It was just a movie. It was a movie. Yeah. Sailor Moon has... Prominently featuring her cat. Yeah, Luna. Yeah. I just want to point out that Sailor Moon has a buttload of movies. It has, like, a musical review, right, that has lasted years. I think there's still a couple of musicals that are still going on. Is it called the Sailor Moonsical? No, it's not. I forgot what it was called. Missed Opportunity. But it, that musical has its own storyline. It does not follow the manga storyline or the anime storyline. It has its own storyline that you got to go to and follow. Don't they have like a bunch of reviews that they do that all have their own storylines? Yes, they do. That's, yeah, that's the yeah. one view. Yeah, okay. Also, I want to point out that it's creepy that a uh, intermediate school chick is going out with a college guy. But this is the 90s. In which... It's fine when you're 13 and he's 20. He's 19. 19. He's, I, you know what? He could be 20 for all I know. 
I don't know. Man. It's still creepy. Yeah. Don't do it. Yeah. Anyway, the story's about a cat. Yeah. It was a cat, a cat who falls in love with a just a pathetic, useless man. I just want to point out that this cat is not an actual cat. The cat is an alien cat. It's a pathetic, useless man that she falls in <laughs> love with, and everybody is really concerned about this pathetic, useless man, despite the fact that he's pathetic and useless and does nothing for anybody. Wow. That's what you felt about him? Uh, this guy was literally... <laughs> oh, here we go. Yeah, here this guy was literally, you know, the equivalent of that, like, uh, like say, the princess in need of rescue and stuff? Yeah. That was this guy. He was sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a heart condition. Yes, he does. Uh, he spends all this time just being moody and, and um, uh, mopey. Yeah. And um, everybody needs to rescue him and take care of him. Yep. And it's really sad. And I'm just like, oh, see, you know, even when it's a man, it's stupid. Yeah, I know that I appreciated it because you know who the damsel of the stress usually was? It was Tuxedo Comet. <laughs> yeah. We gotta go save him. I'm like, why? He throws a rose and then throws words of encouragement. He doesn't even have like a cool, like, blasty attack. Everybody else does. I mean, like, the worst part is, like, the guy was, like, sick, and he told nobody, and everybody just thought he was a loser, and I was like, well, he is a loser. (laughs) You don't want to tell anybody about his illness? Yeah. You hated that Luna design, by the way, when she turned human. Oh, yeah, she turns into a human at one point. That's at the end. Spoilers, but, um... Well, because, you know, uh, it's the power of Sailor Moon. Like, of a 26-year-old story or so. You didn't uh, want to spoil the Spider-Man story, and that story's even you older. You didn't want to spoil it. You said don't spoil it. No, I said I was like, do you want to spoil it? I'm like, oh, we can move along if you want. I'm not. I'm not really saying that's much of a spoiler. The cat turns into a human at one point. Yeah. Um, and she has like the worst looking dress I've ever seen. <laughs> I remember. It was yellow like, and black. Yeah. With like little black pom poms and stuff on there. I was like, oh my god, what is that the horrible it's thing? Kaguya <laughs> Snow Kaguya Hime. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, like, like I've been, I've just been down on the cat and this loser guy, but mm-hmm. like the Sailor Moon is fun. It's fun. Know? I gotta say, I had no idea who any of these characters were. It was great. Um, the guy in the tuxedo shows up, and I'm like, okay, who's that? There's a little girl, and I'm like, I have no idea who this is. And then, like, there's a bunch of girls, and they're all like, oh, hey, you know, this person said this, and this person said this. I'm like, I don't know who any of you are. And then... Um, there's a, there were, like, nine planets at that point. There were nine of them, Philip. There were a lot of characters, and if you're just jumping into the middle of a Sailor Moon story, or, like, Sailor Moon, I guess, um, like, volume of some sort. Yeah, it's a volume. And uh, you're jumping in blind, well... Be prepared to have a ton of characters chucked at you. You have no idea who any of them are, and a bunch of crap happens. But hey, you know what? It's still fun. It's fun. It it's, moved too. It's very. Dy- that's why I really like the Sailor Moon manga because it's very dynamic. It moves. Yeah. It's a it's a book that doesn't like linger on a bunch of stupid crap. <laughs> I mean, they, yes, they had tender moments where this guy's doing stuff, but like it wasn't just like twenty pages of going, oh, "I love you, I love you," or "I love you, but you'll never know." Yeah. We were, I was watching the... There was a lot actually, of mournful looking yeah, cat images though. Yeah, there's a lot. Well, she's sad because she's a cat and she can't help him. <laughs> By the way, I'm just, I'm right just not now. into this interspecies stuff. I'm sorry. She turns into a human, okay? She turns into a human. And then she tells him to go be with the astronaut lady. That's some little mermaid crap right there. Yeah, well, he gets to go be with the astronaut lady now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was watching that movie. Mm-hmm. Um... Because they have it for free on YouTube. Yeah. You just watch it with ads, but I have 
<laughs> oh, it, it, by the way, they did have this hilarious moment where... <laughs> yeah, she paused the movie and showed yeah, it. Yeah, she had to show it to me because she decided to watch that film. And, um, <gasps> like, friggin' uh, Tuxedo Dude shows up. Tuxedo Common? Yeah, and they're like, wait, where is he? But then they see this, like, weird blimpy thing with, like, a Santa it's and, a, like, a Santa inflatable blimp. reindeers. Mm-hmm. And they go, hoo, 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 hoo. And then, like, it stands up and rips off his costume, and it's the tuxedo dude underneath, and he goes all like, Christmas spirit, baby. <laughs> <laughs> he throws the top at one of the, the, the oh, snow yeah. people. It, yeah. There's, like, a bunch of enemies that are, like, ice people, and he chucks a top at one of them and just screams, Laheim. <laughs> you walked away at that point. He's just like, you're just like, nope, out. I'm out. Like, I'm I, out. I'm going to go shower and cleanse myself. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, it's still fun. Oh, it was great. Anything else? Any little tidbits you have to say about that? That was a Christmas story. Yeah, it was. Believe it or not. It was a Christmas wish. It was a Christmas wish for her to be human so she could tell the dude that she loved him. Yeah. Yeah. That's Christmas in Japan. Yay. Well, let's get on to our next little short one. I just also want to point another thing out by by Christmas in Japan, right? Uh Usually it's a time when couples usually get together and they're just like, let's spend Christmas together because. It's Christmas or something. This baby, it's cold outside. Yeah, let's bring up that creepy song. It was meant as a little parlor song, sung by an actual couple. A man and wife. Divorce. I don't know. It's just an example of a song that sounds fine you know, back in its own context, but you take it out of context and suddenly it was like, creepy. Well, that is creepy. It's not creepy if it's in context. Anyway. It's still creepy. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Third story. Yeah. So the third story um, that I had was it like an even shorter one than the previous ones. It's DC, baby. Yeah. It was um from DC's Christmas with the Superheroes number two, right? Yeah. I read all the stories because yeah, they were all fun. She read all of them. Uh, I thought the Batman one was kind of dumb. but um, The Batman one was dumb. Yeah. I mean, it was actually like written by Brian Bolland and illustrated by Gray Morrow. Which you think would sound like a great combination. Yeah. But it was actually kind of dumb. It was actually kind of dumb, yes. Uh, the Superman story was fine. It was actually illustrated by Paul Chadwick, the guy who did Concrete back in the day. Oh, nice. You remember him? Yeah. Uh, that was nice enough, but... Um, I uh, like that Superman story. Yeah, the real draw for me was the, the last story of the book, was which is the Dead Man story. The Dead Man story was excellent. Yeah. That was the best story out of the book. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Dead Man's wandering around. He's all like, oh, man, everybody's having fun having relationships with humans and stuff. And I'm just a dead soul floating around trying to fix everyone's problems and nobody appreciates me, right? And then he encounters a mystery woman who can actually see him. And um, he's all like, oh, what the crap's going on with that? Right? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, but she helps him feel better about himself before she leaves. And, you know, disappears from sight. And he didn't even remember, you know, couldn't figure out who that was. Yeah. Nobody knows what it's like to yeah. be dead, man. Now, um... I mean, like, honestly, this is an older story, too. This is from the mid-80s. Yeah. But uh, I'll give you a little con- uh, a little bit of History. context, right? This is right after DC had their Crisis on Infinite Earths, which, you know, actually erased several people from continuity. Because um, that was a brilliant move. Yeah. Things got reshuffled in many ways, too. So, like, Earth 2 no longer existed. Um, and, say, for example, Superboy... Didn't exist either. Neither does Crypto. Neither does Supergirl. So, you know. That was so dumb. Yeah. 
So, you know, it's a, it's a story about um, people having done things and not actually being appreciated for what they did. But it was also dedicated to, um, you know, the people who, um, it, I guess as part of your spoiler, Otto Binder and Al Plastino. So, yeah. Um, you know, it was a nice little cute story, but, you know, but it, it made you remember things too. Yeah, it did. Yeah. And a nice memorial to a character who was suddenly released, released, uh, erased from continuity. That, I don't know. People like Crisis on Infinite Earths, do they? I think the people who appreciate Crisis most are people who were longtime readers at that point. And they got to see all these people like come together and have big things happen. And it, yes, it's drawn by George Perez too. Yeah, so it is. That helps. That helps a lot. George Perez, I should say. Yeah. But um, um, I don't really like Crisis because yeah, it it ended up nullifying a lot of things that people enjoyed for freaking thirty years plus at that point. So you know because it's dumb and childish. And all that stuff came back anyway. It did come back because it's a lot more fun than what they've got on going on right now. Yeah, so, I don't know. <laughs> um, I never appreciated a crisis like a lot of the fanboys did. I never appreciate when you erase things from continuity. Yeah. I think I'm just if like, you, you know, know what? You gotta go all crazy. You gotta crazy it up. Yeah, and if you don't know what we're talking about, you can find that book. Uh, it's on uh, the DC Infinite app, right? Yeah, yeah you can so find, it's, it's there. Find Crisis there, and you can find uh, the Christmas specials. Yeah, there's so, multiple ones, but we chose number two. Yeah, because I thought it was a neat book anyway. I like that Superman story a lot. Yeah, the Superman story was pretty neat. Yeah, you know, the Superman, Superman basically showing up with a guy who's in the middle of a ice storm who can't help himself, and he's even considering, you know, well, uh, you know, potentially suicide. Because like his his life was actually really kind of messed up at that point because he was going mm-hmm. through a divorce like the, the apparently the wife was taking the house yeah and like he just and you know he just had a didn't he have a kid and stuff and he didn't reach out to her it and was like she was like a uh, an adult daughter yeah and he didn't she, and he was like afraid to reach out to her and superman's just like hey buddy i'll be with you if, you know and talk to you for a little bit and i was like this is the most superman story i've ever read in a long time and i appreciate that yeah. that superman just sitting there and just relating to you and just be like yeah buddy that's rough yeah Helping you fix your car. And I was like, DC, DC, do you see this? Do you see this, Superman? What happened to this, Superman? So, hmm? okay, here's what's going to happen. Superman's going to become a super fascist, and he's going to, like, you know, take over the world, but the people are going to, like, resist him, like Batman and stuff. <laughs> Great idea, DC. Who's in charge of that? Great idea. Who's in charge of that so I can put them on my list? I don't know who's in charge of DC right now. No, well, like, that fiasco. Which one? That... Superman is a fascist fiasco. Oh, it's been happening for a while now. Yeah, who is in charge of that so I can go and just put this on is, my steel toe boot? By the way, you know, aside from the fact that I don't like uh, Mortal Kombat style fighting games because I'm just terrible at them, this is one of the reasons I've never played Injustice because I think the concept of it is stupid as hell. So, take that. Anyway... Um, we should probably get yeah. We, we it ended up. up on a negative note for like a holiday special. <laughs> yeah. So that was put that in your stocking and stuff it, baby. Oh, bring back yeah. happy Superman. Uh, bring back good Superman. That's my Christmas wish. Yeah. Bring back humanity, Superman, the man who actually would sit there with a the guy who's contemplating suicide and just be like, you know, you could always contact your daughter. Yeah. Just remember that, like, Superman does have all this all power and everything like that, but the. You should never have the concept of people in the back of their minds actually fearing him because he is, is Superman. Superman. Okay? 
He's Superman. Yeah. The the reason that I think Batman got away with a lot of stuff is because he's freaking Batman. Well, it's a lot of comics being edgelord and and then Batman's like ready made for that sort of stuff. (laughs) Batman's actually just an extremely malleable character. He is. So you can fit into a lot of things. But Superman, Superman is that guy that you're supposed to rely on. Mm -hmm. Like, and seeing what happened to him just makes you really sad. Yeah, no, it's, it's, um, it's a much more cynical take on things than I think um, Superman has ever been designed for. And um, uh, honestly, I think that's a reflection of our times, and that does make me sad. It makes... Because, you know, you're we're permanent roommates, right? I hope so. Yeah. And you know how cynical I am. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like being this cynical. Sometimes it's nice to have somebody who is at least able to point some things out of their pride out to, yeah. to you. So That was Superman. He's just like, hey, hey, buddy. Times are tough, but we're going to get through it. You know, just to remind you that, you know, there's somebody out there who does care. Yeah. You know what I mean? It does. Even if, even if um, you know, he's out helping a lot of other people, he does give a crap. He cares. So, you know, just remember that. Superman cares. Take that home, warm your fireplace with it. Yeah, feel all warm and fuzzy. Yeah, but not for Batman because I don't know if Batman understands common cur- you know common currency. Like I don't even know if he understands the price of one cup of coffee anymore. So like, um, <laughs> does anybody know what happens when I put the card in there? <laughs> like I just assume it just says you know give me card, you know give me thing. <laughs> does it like? Do I actually give them money? I can't tell. I'm going to friggin' draw that comic. At some point, the just, the numbers just are meaningless. Just clueless Bruce Wayne. Yeah. I forgot the card. What do I do? <laughs> give them cash. Give them cash. This is enough? That's $18,000. <laughs> Why do you have $18,000? Do you need more? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's okay, all I have I right mean, now. <laughs> I mean, like, I have more, and he just, like, reaches into his boot. <laughs> <laughs> his boot. Ignore the bad shape clip. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So, uh, uh, happy holidays to everybody. Happy holidays. And um, yeah, catch us for our like year end wrap up. It'll be a shorty. Yeah. But uh, basically, we'll talk about things that we note for the year and uh, some things coming up. A lot of things. Yeah, we 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 don't plan these things. So if it's a mess, well, that's just how we do. I think these are our most fun episodes, though. Yeah, sometimes it's uh, good to go off the cuff. Anyway, uh, we should wrap this one up. Um, and uh, yeah, just enjoy the rest of your uh, year. Happy holidays. Uh, I mean, we'll be back before the end of the we'll year. We'll be back before the end of the year. Enjoy the next seven days before we return, okay? <laughs> you better enjoy them. Oh, jeez. Because when we return, there's going to be more bad voice. <laughs> no, more ba- no more bad voice, hey, please. thanks, Creative Cloud. <laughs> thanks for popping up and telling me you need an update. Anyway, I'm Phil. I'm Sue. And uh, this has been Pencilus, and uh, we'll see you next time. All right, bye.